Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Patrick Parker. Patrick, you are the founder and CEO of SAS Partners, and you're found on the web at sasspartners.io. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, Josh. Great to be here. Yeah, give us an overview of your work. Yeah, so I started out as a software architect many, many years ago. I worked in private consulting for a big four firm, and I just thought that there was a, a lot of missteps that I, I saw and, and wanted to kind of strike out on my own and, and capitalize on that. A lot of it was around uh, project delivery, software implementation, things like that. I got sick of, of seeing clients, customers, et cetera, uh, not knowing how to use the software that was being delivered and not receiving the the benefits that were promised up front as part of that value proposition. So thought there was a better way to do it. Uh, left there, started my own firm, and then we, uh, we take a more human-centric approach uh, to the entire design, discovery, uh, and ultimately the delivery process, yielding in, in much higher results and, and a much higher ROI for uh, our customers. If someone's not working with you, what might they be doing instead? Like if they, you know, what are, what are other ways to solve what you do, but, you know, again, may, may not provide holistically what you're able to do? Sure, sure. So a lot of people come to us, uh, they've had bad experiences with uh, other vendors, other agencies, other uh, software development companies. Uh, the products that have been delivered are, are subpar, don't meet the requirements, uh, don't fit the, the need for their uh, ideal customer profiles. And so they'll come to us to either rewrite it, uh, which we do a lot of times. Um, but more frequently, we have entrepreneurs or, or uh, business owners that are looking to launch a new line of business. And they'll come to mm -hmm. us and say, hey, I want to I want to add this uh, to our repertoire, to our portfolio, and we'll go through that process with them and, and build out a product and help them take it to market. Yeah. What platforms are you building this on in terms of like the back end? Like, I, I'm just curious. I mean, because obviously, I, I think, you know, when we think about software, sure. uh, you know, are you programming in C or is this all just kind of PHP MySQL? You know, it's all database driven. I, I mean, I'm yeah. sure you have a, a range here, but I'm just curious about the languages, not the languages, but more like the platforms or these, sure. you know, you know, full code, low code, no code. Yeah. What, what, what would, how, where, how do you show up? So most of what we do uh, is going to be custom. We do a lot of enterprise work. That's primarily going to be in .NET. That's still the Microsoft is still the, the language of the Fortune 500s and others. Um, but for entrepreneurs, we use uh, a wide variety. I mean, it, it literally changes project to project, depending on what the need is and depending on uh, what type of, of industry that we're actually going into, right? So more recently, we've done a lot of uh, blockchain Web3 work. Uh, and so the, the programming languages that you would use for something like that versus uh, something more enterprise are, are very, very different, right? You're also looking at uh, the budgets involved, right? So procuring enterprise licenses for Microsoft uh, to do development there, 
uh, SQL Server and things like that uh, is going to be more expensive than something that's open source. So, you know, we just kind of look at uh, each each project in a silo and see what technologies or what tech stack works best for that specific company and for the the needs of the business as it grows, right? Just to make sure that it, it scales seamlessly, uh, if that's the intent. And what would be some examples of some companies that you've worked with, and what was the challenge? What was the thing that they came to you with, and what were you able to create with them? Sure. So we, we've done a lot of work in, in both public and private sector. Um, public sector, one of the, the big projects that we did not long ago was a, a project uh, called Connect, which was a state-based health benefit exchange. It was one of only 16 uh, that was originally created under the uh, Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare. And it was the most successful out of the other uh, state-based wow. right? So we had a lot of, of success. It was a really, really big project. It was a $435 million initial build. Uh, and there was a, a lot that went into that. Um, we had a, a higher enrollment uh, on the opening day than uh, any other state-based exchange. We had done 100,000 100, uh, registrations and, and enrollments before any of the other uh, state-based exchanges had even uh, done a single one. So uh, you know, something again that is is designed to scale very, very fast and to take very high loads uh, from a performance perspective. Um, so that's a, a great example. A lot of the other ones that we've done have been venture backed uh, startups. So startups basically raise money. They've got an MVP, but they're looking to build something out. Right. So they're trying to figure out how can I scale? Uh, how can I can I offer a new feature set or how can I reach a different target audience? And we're helping with that. Uh, as well. So some of those would be uh, Spring, Huddle Up, um, Everyday Active is another good one. I mean, there's there's just countless. So we, we're we not uh, industry specific either. I mean, we do work across everything from transportation and logistics to fintech to um, consumer marketplaces. I and mean, you, you kind of name it. If, if you can dream it up, we can build it. Yeah. Let's say someone... Um you know, has a, they has a, they have a need, like they need to, you know, kind of rewrite some software they, they were providing um, previously. Uh, they get an email from someone, spam, you know, maybe overseas developers and they're like, yes, you know, we are the be all end all. We can solve all your problems. <laughs> what, how might you be, you know, like if that's the case, right. It, it, you know, you, you know, kind of, uh, you know, maybe providing a little bit more of a local approach or um, what, what are the advantages uh, that, that SaaS partners can provide versus, say, working with uh, a team that's maybe just exclusively in Pakistan or something? And, yeah, and nothing absolutely. against that, but it's just a different service, right? It's just sure. it's kind of a different, uh, you, you know, it's a different USP. It is. It is. And you know, I, I would never say anything bad about uh, international developers. I mean, we have a, an HQ2, our, our second headquarters is in India. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do outsource quite a bit of our development to our other headquarters. Um, but the difference is, uh, specifically when working with us, we're going to go through that design and discovery process with our clients here, right? The biggest problem that you have if you try to go straight to Pakistan or India is a cultural difference, right? Mm -hmm. The way that we conduct business here is not the same way there. There's a lot of of nuances, just not just in terms of of business itself, but in in terms of the way that things operate, right? You've also quite frequently have, have language barriers and other things. So, In this case, you're going to know that you're going to have U.S.-based designers, architects, developers, and then we usually only offshore a a portion of that actual work that is being done. So 
it's going to be a, a higher level of quality. And then you're not going to have the, the same concerns of, you know, what are they doing? I'm having to, to fight the time zone difference to, to get all the work done. Um, so it, it, it makes it a lot easier. Right. It makes it easier to, to enter into. Uh, and then in terms of, of how we approach things, we also have dedicated uh, project managers and customer success managers, because at the end of the day, we want our clients to be successful. Their success is a direct reflection of the work that we do. Um, and so we benefit from that. And so we go above and beyond to make sure that people know exactly where they are within that process at all times, making sure that we're hitting those milestones uh, and those deliverable dates. Uh, and then ultimately uh, helping them grow and providing support once we've actually delivered the project. Well, yeah. So not every developer is going to provide the level of support when it comes to growth. And and I mean, it looks like you're you're kind of helping them with their. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but sure. also like, look, here's how to here's how to make a lot of money with it. Right. It sounds like you're involved in the growth and right. the strategy and the sales side of it a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, I, I consider myself to be a business architect, first and foremost, mm -hmm. even before software, right? So a lot of what we see is, is helping people identify opportunities within a specific business model, right? How can you uh, maximize your pricing while delivering a, a superior value to your competitors? How can you identify opportunities for expansion revenues, for upselling, cross-selling, cross-promoting products, things like that? Um, so we really are looking at not just the product that we're delivering, but why it's being delivered, how it's being delivered, who it's being delivered to, right? So a lot of what we do is around messaging, around branding, around uh, go-to-market strategy, things of that nature. So you're getting more than just a development partner, right? You're getting a business partner, a technology partner as well, right? And I, I think that's... Uh, you know, something that's unique in terms of, of our USP, where a lot of development companies are like, hey, you, you come to us, we'll figure out what the requirements are. But there's no one really validating those requirements, right? There's no one really looking to understand, okay, what do we need in phase one to get this out and have a viable product to ship, right? How do we get your first customers? How do we continue scaling? What are your mechanisms for, for feedback and for understanding uh, your customer desires and things of that nature? So I think the overall approach is just a little bit different. And then we go above and beyond to get uh, industry experts uh, throughout, uh, not just the SaaS industry, but through marketing as well, so that we can provide end-to-end -end coverage, right? And I think that's that's something that's very unique in the space as well. Yeah. Um, in your social media, you've been talking a bit about Web 3.0. Yep. What is Web 3.0? <laughs> Web 3.0, that's 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 the million dollar, billion dollar, trillion dollar question, right? So a lot of people are are very interested. Obviously, you're seeing a lot of the, the tech giants pivoting into that space. And uh, a lot of the venture capital firms are, are spending uh, unheard of amounts of money that have, have never before been seen. So uh, quite simply, Web 3.0 is the, the future of the internet, right? So if you look at uh, web 1.0, where everything was primarily read. It was mainly informational. You had companies that had a presence, but there was no real engagement or interaction between the actual user base. Then you transition into to web 2.0, where you have the emergence of services uh, like AWS and the introduction or, or creation of the cloud. Uh, you have these big social giants that that emerged in terms of, of Facebook and Twitter, uh, where user-generated content became uh, the king of the internet, right? Thanks to sites like YouTube, where you know people are are literally watching seven billion hours of of video per day, right? Um, and so the problem with that is you had 
those tech giants, those those social giants that were literally centralizing all of the data and profiting off of them. Mm-hmm. So Web 3.0 is a uh, more than anything, it's a, a fundamental transition in, in how that user generated content is monetized and the ownership around it. Right. So instead of a social media company owning that content, now you have the users that own that content. And so in this case, they're able to profit off of that content. They're able to uh, basically create a new uh, a new creator economy around that. Right. That they can monetize and they can build followings around and that they can ultimately own. Right. So that's uh, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Uh, the use cases are, are endless. I see new stuff every day. Um, and I'm really excited about about uh, the possibilities there. Yeah, very cool. All right. So when somebody goes to your website, and again, your URL is saspartners.io. So it's sas, S-A-A-S, partners.io. When somebody goes there and they've been listening, let me ask you this too. At what level, you, you talked about like, um, obviously you're working with some startups, you're working with, uh, you know, um, you know, legacy level, you know, larger enterprise level companies. Sure. Are, are there any requirements? Um, <laughs> I'll just put this out there, having uh, had lots of conversations with, you know, developers. Um, sure. I would imagine, please don't reach out, because I have a friend who owns a uh, uh, an app development company, he goes, Josh. I get so many people come through the door who want to pay me in uh, <laughs> dividends down the road. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, we got, yeah. I, I'm just going to say, Patrick, I suspect you've got payroll to make and things like that. That's so right. please right. don't, please don't knock on the door. If you've got no budget, you should probably have yeah. some budget to work with. Other than that, who makes yeah. a great introduction for you? Yeah, great introduction. I mean, we, we love working with entrepreneurs. We initially started working uh, many, many years ago with kind of any and everybody, right? And we have those same stories where we have people come in like, hey, I'll, I'll walk your dog, right? For a year, if you, you build this for me. Some, some just outlandish uh, stories about people that have ideas and they just don't have the budget to, to kind of bring them to, to fruition. Um, and then that's why we kind of started focusing on more venture back startups, right? We know that they have a budget and we know that they have capital to, to actually spend on product, things of that nature. Um, traditionally, if you're looking at building out uh, an app or a software as a service platform, uh, taking some type of software product to market, you're usually looking at a minimum of, of forty to $50,000 investment. Um, and that's at a, at a minimum, right? And then, I mean, we literally have projects that we do that are multi-million dollar projects. So, you know, it, it just kind of depends. I mean, the, the biggest thing is having an idea, having an understanding and then having a budget. So, and, and we don't uh, just, just to be honest for all the listeners out there, we, we don't take every project. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we turn down, uh, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs, because I think at the end of the day, we want to only take those projects that we believe are going to be successful. And we do that for, for two reasons, right? We don't want somebody to, to fail and then come back and be resentful uh, because there's no uh, market or there's no product market fit that we can ultimately have a clear path to, number one. And number two, I want all of my employees to buy into our clients' projects as well. Right. I want them to be passionate about the things that they're working on. So being able to work on innovative projects uh, that have a lot of potential, those are the ones that we're most focused on. So if you're an entrepreneur that comes to us and says, hey, I want to you know, build this type of, of product, we'll tell you very quickly once we've done the research if this is a project that, that we're willing to take on. Yeah. And, and again, your website, saspartners.io, what should someone do when they go to your website? 
Yeah, like so especially take, if they, they maybe want to learn a little bit more yeah, before they pick up the phone and call you and they, you know, exactly kind of want to check you out saying. a little bit. Yeah. So, so we produce a, a ton of, of blog content. I mean, you'll you go on our site and see literally hundreds, of, if not thousands of, of blog posts out there uh, about everything uh, around software as a service, around everything uh, from go-to-market strategy, digital marketing. Uh, so a wide variety uh, of different types of articles that are relevant to to our customers. So there's a, a lot of knowledge packed into those, uh, and a lot that a lot of lessons that can be taken away. So that's that's a great way. And then as you're kind of going through, uh, we're really big on non sales calls. So we let our our uh, clients literally go in and and schedule a, a call for free. We meet. We'll walk through and uh, walk through that discovery process with you, and uh, see if it's a something that we can can help you with. Yeah, terrific. And again, website is saspartners.io. Patrick Parker, you're the founder and CEO. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, Josh. Thanks again for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.